I think so many people are keyboard activists, right? Everybody's good at sending a tweet about how the world should be and nobody's doing anything about it and that just that is just very much human nature. I was just gonna ask if you think that's human nature or if you think that we've gotten soft as a culture? Yes, you know, I mean, of course we've gotten soft as a culture in the US uh, because the US has had an incredible 200 year run, right? Like this is just what happens. You know, so as a culture, you know, I can't speak for, you know, people that live in the Amazon River and I can't speak for, you know, people that still live in Belarus, but the, the American uh, culture is soft and that's a great thing. That means there's been enormous amounts of prosperity, but let's not be naive. I mean, people literally complain when somebody gives them the wrong amount of like extra cream in a Starbucks $6 coffee. Like this, like we've gotten to a place where we complain, you know, out of all those lovely things you said, as I stood there getting ready to come, the part that, and I'm glad you pick up on this and not a lot of people have said it before, so thank you. My lack of interest in complaining is so high uh, and when I watch what people complain about, it, it breaks my heart because they completely lack perspective. Mm. And I, I genuinely believe my happiness and optimism comes from my perspective. I, even in political unrest times like right now, a lot of people are very bent out of shape, but the reality is is that it's just never been better to be a human being. It's, that's just the truth, that's just data, that's, that's reality. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just a very fun time to be alive, so much going on. Uh, the internet is starting to hit maturity. Look what we're doing right now. This right now, right, would have cost millions of dollars in production and distribution to have the amount of people who watch this just 15 years ago. <laughs> like, like, you know, I, I just think it's very interesting times and uh, I was saying something to a friend the other day. I was like, could you imagine if you told a parent 15 years ago, hey parent, what you're gonna wanna do in 15 years, instead of buying a kid, your 16-year-old, a car, you're gonna convince your 16-year-old daughter to go into a stranger's car every single day. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna pay for your 16-year-old daughter to go into a stranger's car every single day and you will think that's normal and actually safer than buying that, purse, that kid a car. That's literally what we're living in now. High net worth individuals in America are preferring to give their kids unlimited Uber to buying a car because, because they don't want them drinking and driving, they don't trust their driving and, and literally they think it's safer for their 16, 17 year old to go into a stranger's car than to drive themselves. That's sacrilege 15 years ago. Online dating 20 years ago. The weirdest, nerdiest, you're thinking 300 pound white dude in the basement of a kid's car, now it's just completely standard. I mean if you, if you add in sliding into people's DM on Instagram, it's like 89% of relationships, right? So, you know, I, I think that we are, um, I think we're going through a huge transition because all of us, even thought leaders, uh, are grossly underestimating the internet itself and we're hitting scale, right? We now all are on at all times and this is now the beginning. I was, I was joking while I was working out this morning to DRock, I'm like, DRock, you're gonna get replaced by like a Pokemon ball. Like I'm gonna throw it up. <laughs> like people in 20 years are literally gonna throw something up and just gonna hover 360 and film everything they're doing. I mean like it's just an incredible time um, and I think the way people look at the world right now, because it's such an incredible time, is actually the quickest tell to who they are. If you think it sucks or it's bad, you have losing pessimistic DNA, and if you think it's awesome and phenomenal, you have optimistic winning DNA, and I believe that to be true, and so that's where we're at. Putting in the work is 
is one of the simplest and most, I think, often overlooked kind of thing. And how do you plan to, like, is that one of the things you think people just are either born with the fortitude to do that, or is that something you No, can... that's the one that I think, I mean, there's a lot of research, and again, being an F student in science, like, I never, I really don't, it's not that I don't trust anything, it's that I know that I haven't put in the work right. to really know if I should quote things. You know, so I kind of like just stay in my little lane. Um, but there's a lot of uh, push towards being a workaholic and hard work is a learned behavior. I see it in my team. There's people that come into my, I've seen it in the thousands of employees I've had, which is the closer they are to the sun, the harder they work. And I'm like, aha. Uh-huh. And so I definitely feel like I learned hard work by watching my parents. Um, and so it's why I talk so much about hustle. Because it's one of the things that people can actually adjust and turn to. I, I watch people give advice completely predicated on natural talent and DNA and I'm like, look, like I get it. Like I can throw a football every day for nine hours a day. I'm just not physically built to be competitive at the highest levels. Mm. So yeah, I do think you know, if anybody watching right now, if there's anything they take away, it's like, look, like you're gonna only be so pretty, you're only gonna be so smart, like, you, like th- there's, there's things that are gonna be natural and then there's things that you can actually control. I do believe, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, I don't, but I do believe that work ethic is a taught behavior. It's something you do have more control over. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, and you know what really sealed the deal for me? Getting healthier. I was 38 years old and it didn't come natural to me. Like it didn't come natural to me at all. I hate the gym, I hate it now. I hate it, I don't like it, I don't wanna do it, um, but, I, but I knew it was important. And somewhere around midway through being 38 years old, I got serious, I figured out my system, I made the financial commitment, and I've won, right? And I'll never lose again because the system was I needed to be accountable to another human being. So it was about Mike and now Jordan and whoever else is my trainer. I'm doing it almost weirdly more to not let them down than to, and so that was the shift. And so I feel like there's a shift that can make people work harder. The big one that I push is you're gonna die. Like, like if you're complaining, like to me, life is broken down into complaining and not. So if you're not complaining, well then I have no, I have no advice for you. I'm, I'm pumped. Like you did it. Like, like I have friends who make $42,000 a year, um, work nine to four, kind of, with an hour and a half lunch and 45 minutes of YouTube and 10 minutes of bullshitting and an hour of complete wasted time in a meeting. So they're kind of working like six you know, hours a week, right? But, <laughs> but, but they're pumped. Right. And, and, and they text me, these are high school friends, and they'll text me like how happy they are to be the coach of their kid's baseball team. And you know, like that's amazing. Like that, that seems very obvious to me. Like that's like, that's right. Like, you know what's super weird? I'm actually weirdly envious. You know, like I, it sounds cool. Like in theory, right? Grass is always greener, right? Like far less pressure. You know, like, like all that time with my kids. Oof, that would be cool. Like there's just like all these things that I can justify. So to me, but I have friends who have $100 million in the bank because of Facebook's IPO who complain, who are still hungry, who want to do even more, who will complain to me, because they know I work a lot, about no work-life balance, and they don't get to spend enough time with their family, and I'm like, you have a hundred million dollars. Like, you could stay home. Like, you're in control. Like, don't complain about it. You've made that choice. Don't bullshit me. Like, you want to spend more time with your family? 
Spend more time with your family. This is back to what we said about keyboard warriors. I'm trying to be very careful about what I'm saying versus what I'm doing because that's how you get exposed. And I don't mean like people calling you out and being like, you suck. I mean to yourself. I don't want to be exposed by myself. It's, it's, It's looking yourself in the mirror and saying like, am I doing this right? So to me, there's so many people that are talking shit about how big of an entrepreneur they're gonna be and how much they're gonna achieve and they don't work on weekends. You know, I worked every Saturday of my 20s. Like, and I talk to 20 year old entrepreneurs every single day. Lately I've been saying to them, this Saturday you're gonna have more time off than I've had in my entire 20s on a Saturday. So like before you tell me how you're gonna be bigger than me, start thinking about what you're actually doing. Right. Do you feel like you judge yourself? I don't. That's a very, very, very good observation and it's what I want for everybody else. We're beating ourselves up. Like everybody sucks at something, right? Like we all have shortcomings and we all have strengths. And for me it's like why don't we just audit that? Like why don't we just look at it that way and be like all right, well I'm good at this but I'm not good at that. Like, and then, and then, and then I only focus what I'm good at, right? Like, I don't dwell that I can't fix shit around the house. I call somebody to fix it. Like I'm not like I'm not a man. I don't give a fuck. Like you know like like you know like I don't I don't get it. Like we all like I also think it's awesome that I'm so emotionally stable and I'm the emotional backbone of everybody. Is that what a dude's supposed to do? Like like these clichés, these stereotypes, they're so silly. Um, you're exactly right, man. I don't judge myself. I'm fully in love with myself. But I'm also fully in love with everybody else too, right? It's not like, like it goes both ways. Like I tell people to buy into me, that work for me, it's because I buy into them first. Like I don't need anybody to gain trust with me. I, it's there. Like I believe that the human race is so grossly underrated. We are good. Of course we have some bad. There's fucking seven billion of us. But like when you look at our net score, it's bonkers shit. Like do you know how much damage we could be doing to each other on an hourly basis and we don't? Like we're still here. Like we won. We're the alpha being and we've figured out how to stay together. This is insane when you think about it. And yet everybody wants to dwell on like somebody said something mean. What I love is in that though is your whole concept of nobody's ever let me down. Mm. So this is what I always tell people about the things you're ever going to hear me say will always be consistent with exactly what I'd say if you woke me up in the middle of the night and then punched me in the head. Because it has to be so real, it has to be so fundamental to who I am as a human being that I'll give you that answer even if I'm dazed and confused, right? Just because that is my fucking North Star, it's like my true foundation. And hearing you talk about how no one's ever let you down, it's like, like... Like to me, it's just binary, like unless it's complete death blow, death! To me and my 17 people that I give a shit about, like everything else is super secondary. And let me tell you something, if you actually get into that mindset, it gets real good. Like everybody like makes these big deals out of things that just don't matter. It's perspective. You know, my selfishness comes from my selflessness. Like it's what makes me feel good. I see it in my mother. My mom is the epicenter to every single person in her life. Her sister-in-law, her you know, cousins, aunts, everybody goes to her. That's her comfort zone, me too. Ask Gary V. Like, like this is my comfort zone. Like, I like this. Like, I hate when people are like, what can I do for you? Like, I, I say nothing. I don't want anything. I hate that feeling. I went into my family business because I felt like I owed it to like pay them back. Those are my parents. So if that's what I feel about them, what do you think I think about everybody else? 
I love that. So one of my favorite Gary Vee um, answers was when asked what you would do if your daughter, when she turns 14, uh, goes into her room and is filming all her videos and nobody likes it and she comes out and says, nobody in this world loves me. And your answer was, step your fucking game up, I believe is the answer. <laughs> Tell us about that. The market is the market, man. Like, 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 you know, if nobody's watching your stuff, like, it's not good enough. Like, everybody thinks their stuff is so good. Like, every day, Gary, my Instagram's so on fire. It's so awesome. Why is nobody, like, why am I not gaining followers? Because it's not awesome. <laughs> Like, of course, like it's just back to the same, like you've seen it, you all have friends and be like, look how cute my kid is, and you're like, ugh. You know, like, like, it's what we think. We all think our stuff is the best, and like, I get that, but yeah, that would be my advice, only because that also is liberating. Mm. Like, pe- like, to me, everything's about breathing, right? Like, to me, everything is about, like, take full ownership for everything, and then everything gets easy, because then you're in control. And then learn how to love to lose. Like for me, my game's simple, right? It's all my fault. So now, I'm not mad at Lindsay or D-Rock or, that's it, my fault. I'm empowering them. So it's actually true. My fault. Now, oh, we lost this or this didn't deliver or we fucked up. All right, it's an L. Like everybody's got losses. You know, it's funny, uh, when UFC started getting popular, I started using it to paint a picture. I'm like, look, business and entrepreneurship is much more UFC than it is boxing. In boxing, a loss is devastating. Like, you know, if you ever, you know, if you're, I'm a big boxing fan, like most big fights, like the big, big, big fights through the year, almost, it's just unbelievable amounts of 33 and 0 versus 35 and 0, right? Just like, that's like what you do, you don't fight anybody and you get to that level. Everybody's got losses in the UFC. And so I think that's how, that's how entrepreneurship, that's how life is, we all have losses. And so I like losses. I love adversity. I like the climb. I like the chip on my shoulder. I like when people are like, oh, I knew it. He's not that good. That is like, like I'm even weirdly scared as I continue to ascend and I'm getting popular and what, I, what do you say, the marketing leading, like if people start putting these words in front of my name, I'm like, am I gonna sabotage myself to like recorrect this? Like I like adversity. So yeah, all on me. You know, I enjoy losses. Now all of a sudden, like what? You become completely invincible. I feel invincible. I really genuinely, outside of the health of myself and 20 people, feel 100% invincible as a person. I know what my intent is. I want to do good at nobody else's expense. I'm far from perfect. We all are. And so just easy. It feels very light to live life. I'm just in a good mood. Talk to me about how your mom played into that. Cause, a ton. So I know your mom, you've credited her with really helping to build your self-esteem, but you're also a huge believer in like, don't fool yourself, don't tell yourself you're good at something you're not. So how did she make you feel so good about yourself She walked. struggling That's so a great, much? great, that's a very, you're doing a good job here. Thank you, sir. That's a very, no, it's a very good way to ask it because the truth is she strategically used bullshit and real. What I think in hindsight she did was she overemphasized things that were subjective or good. So she really, I'll, I'll never forget this. I opened the door for a woman in McDonald's in Edison, New Jersey, literally, like when I was eight. Just, you know, we were both walking with a little head and I opened it and let her walk through. If I tell you that my mom basically treated that event like I won the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> for like three weeks, 
but think about how smart that is. Like think about how reinforcing that played out. Played out so much that one of the most interesting comments in the 250 blogs that I've done was I got uh, an email from somebody who said, hey Gary Vee, you know, <laughs> this, is, this comes like, hey at first I thought like eh, you know, and then I got into it a little bit and I was watching this vlog and then the other day you really, you nailed it home. And I'm like, you know, I'm reading, I'm like I can't wait to see what I did. <laughs> He's like, you went into the elevator and you let all your employees go first. And you know, it's just so interesting, right? These subtle little things, it's, important. it's so fascinating what matters to people. And I get it, like I actually think that's right, but it's so weaving into me at this point, I don't, even, I don't recognize that. Yeah. Um, that's what she did well. She made, she made big deals out of the things that were tried and true. And then, and then when I got D's and F's, she punished me. Even though she knew I didn't need school in her heart, she made me know that there was accountability for things. So. I would lose television and video game and friends privileges for, it would always be for a month. She'd break down somewhere around day 14, 13. <laughs> My sister would tattle on me when I would sneak in TV. It was a funny, it was a sitcom in itself, the three of us. Um, she, uh, she, she really made me feel special, man. She really did it right. She really, really, really pounded home my EQ, my kindness. I've done it with Xander too. Uh, he went to the playground when he was two. We were at the playground. A little three-year-old kid falls and skids his knee and he walked over and was like, are you okay? And I made that like a two-week thing, mm-hmm. right? Like empathy, right? And so, and so she, just, she just really did a good job of making me feel good about the things that were around my kindness and my support of my sister and my leadership skills of my friends and taking the, you know, I took a bullet once for something my friend did in the neighborhood and she thought that was a good thing and just, just kind of those personality traits that I think, you know, if, we all, if all of us, everybody watching, wrote down like personality traits that we admire, anytime I showed any uh, of those actions, she drove them home and I think modern day parents and most parents do not do that. I think they focus on dumb shit like grades uh, because they are insecure and they want to put the bumper sticker that their kid went to you know, Stanford. Like it's real fucked up when you really think about what's actually happening. Um, so much of it is misery loves company or people reflecting of what's inside of them. That's right.